What is going on, everybody? This is the Cloud9 Podcast Season 6, Episode 20, and we are at the beginning of the LEC 2023 Winter Split. Yes. The LEC is returned. It's back. And yeah. this was this was a week of, of League of Legends, I'll say. This, uh, this was... Um... We got to I, see rookies. We got to see old faces. We got to see new lineups. Um, yeah, well, there's a lot to discuss. So I mean, go 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 ahead. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to go over. Actually, w- watching SK Gaming and BDS nearly gave me a heart attack. Was- uh, I can't wait till we talk about the teams uh, for sure. There was the XL versus BDS game that almost made me go blind from watching how bad it was. Now. Maybe okay, so I don't want to because you know how week ones go for splits, like with any of the major regions, right? Everyone starts like going all crazy, these right. ridiculous takes. I will say this because someone's gonna ask, Why did I put like Excel at like top three? I I legitimately thought from their roster of players that this was finally gonna be the time that they actually had pretty legitimate players and it could be a team that would push them to the upper echelons of the top of the LEC. But, you know, like, sometimes it, it doesn't even matter if, like, worse orgs on paper get better rosters. It's usually always better to bank on orgs that have had consistent success, even when they didn't even have good players. But, people, I want to let you know this. When it comes to, like, preseason power rankings, it doesn't really matter. You're always just gauging what you personally feel is going to end up happening. But, um, like, people are like, Mad Lions look pretty solid outside of their game against They're Vitality. frauds. Yeah, the problem here is, like, the strength of schedule Mad Lions actually had was, like, pretty weak. Now, they did dominate the bottom table teams, but you expect that from El Yoya right. and Whiskey. And, and when and they Hilsang. went up against a real team, they got obliterated. Yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. Now, because basically with Mad Lions, you would go, okay, they're really good against bad teams, but they are but they struggle against good teams, actually. Yeah. Yeah, we saw that. Um Yo, what's up, Gunner? How you doing, hey, man? Hey, Gunner, how are you doing? So, I, 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 I don't know how you're going to start. I will say... There's I a lot to go over. So, so let's I, start here. Okay. How did you feel about the week overall, now that we had three days of the LEC going into Monday? Um, I think it was weird to, to wake up Monday and know that I have to watch LEC. Not in a bad way. It was like, oh, yeah, it's LEC today, because normally it was like, you know... Um, Saturday, Sunday, you know, we get LEC. Um, so that was the weird. The format, it seems that it's unforgiving in the sense, and I'm not, I'm not trying to pawn the name because, you know, it's unforgiven. <laughs> um, it's it's now it's like, okay, you got to win every game because in the best of threes, and it's, it's really, mm-hmm. like, it's really making teams going to have to play. Uh, I agree. With that's you. a good thing because remember, we had, like a lot of people had a lot of problems with Bo One system. Like, there's a lot of quote unquote meaningless games. We right. only have a single round robin of nine games. You, I think the Medi, Vedius and Medic said you have to win at least five games. Maybe yeah, win with the tiebreaker yeah, yeah, yeah. again. Yeah, you got you got to go uh, five, five, five games. and five, right? Five, five and five. So basically, yeah. if you get six wins, you're basically in playoffs. Right. Uh, best of threes. Now, that's the um, thing a lot of people don't understand, man, is, like, the LEC format corrects a lot of the big issues that people had, which is meaningless BO1 games. Because let's be honest here, dude, when you watch the LCS, I don't know if you're watching the LCS this year, but you know no. as well as I do because you've you told it to me 
yourself. It's like at a certain point in the season, you kind of already know who's going to be top three or yeah. at least top four. I, I don't give two shits about Immortals versus Golden Guardians. No, thank you. Yeah. I mean, wait, whoa, whoa, that that's a match of the century right that's there. A, that's a shit that's been up your ass for too long. That's a, <laughs> um, What's up, Kate Purple? How you doing, buddy? I, I'm, I'm going to say that I was surprised. Even though some teams lost outside of mm-hmm. I'm disappointed in Astralis, but we'll talk about them later. I was surprised by um, mm-hmm. some of the teams. I was really surprised. Mm-hmm. I was surprised uh, by a lot of the players. Um, but, you know. I was I, also I, shocked at how some of these teams played, too. And actually, in a bad way. Most fanatics talk about them in, in, a, in a bit, but holy mother of right. God. Like, Koi. I know people are going to be like, man, Fnatic looked pretty good against Koi. No, you didn't. They actually, Koi threw so fucking hard. That draft was so bad. Mm-hmm. Larson. That must have been Larson's worst game I've ever seen. I, I, I in the saw last that. Tra- years. No, I don't think they. I don't think. Okay, so it wasn't really the draft per se. It was more like Larson AFK. He he was doing some frogging shit, just sitting well, there and yesing. He was pulling a chovy. Well, oh, like damn. I, I think that game they were gonna win because they just had a better. I think we're Fnatic had a better scaling comp, right? They had a better. They had a better engage with Maokai. You can throw his ult from Narnia. Oh yeah, yeah. Also, Jin, Jin can start his ult. Uh, as well, um, but uh, I don't know how you want to start it, but I, I'm going to say the biggest okay. surprise to me was BDS. They actually didn't look as bad as I thought. They like even I think Crowny looked good. I think Crown shot looked Crowny, good. Yeah, Crowny and LeBron looked like they looked like Crowny made some plays. Um, Adam wasn't inting; he was playing more reserved. Um, even though he had his particular picks he was playing less more reserved he wasn't trying to int um i don't i don't shale their new jungler looked pretty good um nuke looked pretty good i think give them like they i don't know if they're gonna make the next round robin but give them mm-hmm. i think they can be a playoff team for at least i think they have a possibility of sneaking they're in probably gonna be that eighth place team love looking yeah. at it yeah, I, I don't have faith in SK or Astralis hitting that at this point. I got faith in SK. Astralis, Her- not Her- Heretics, so much. Didn't Heretics lose to it? That was horrible. That was a horrible game, too. That was uh, so I bad. Mean, I mean, uh, well, but we'll get we'll get into it because, I don't again, I don't know how you want to tackle because there's a lot. You remember the like, SK gaming game, right, where they were going through the gates and sh- – Oh, it's <laughs> so <laughs> jank, man. I mean, oh, God. The giraffes were kind of like – for to me, I don't understand. For me, I don't understand. There was a ton of games where like they pick Fiora, and I'm like, "Come on, guys, this is this. We're in we're in the West. We're not in we're not in LPL. We're not in LCK." I know, but Fiora's Fiora. the best champion to play against. No, Kassante when a lot of when, times when Shredder with Q. No, but Gwen got nurse. Remember. On this patch, but right? She's I'm still sure. good. She's still good. She's still. You know how pro up. players think, man. If a champion like as powerful as Gwen gets nerfed, they think she's useless until use, someone else pulls it they, out and no, wins with it. No, they use Gwen in LPL. The better region uses Gwen, right? Yes. Gwen, okay. First <laughs> yeah. of all, these guys think, are better. Think about it this way, right? Think about it this way. Hear it, Armut. Broken Ugh, Blade. God. They all play. They all play Gwen. Like Gwen is easier to play. Let's just no, be honest. Well, what I'm saying is like they should play Gwen. The problem here is that it has Gwen's to be someone than, else. 
it has to take someone else winning on it for them to see it as a viable option. You see what I'm saying? They don't see it as a they, they don't see it as a viable option it unless someone viable. in their region does it and convince and do it does okay. it in a convincing fashion. They won't the, do it. If that's the argument, Rise has a shit win rate. In, is still even at the bus. Well, that's not true. Rise is mm-hmm. got buffs, right? But it's right giga broken, right? But it's still a lot sub- of ages. That's why he's yeah. Broken. But it's, he's still sub forty seven in win rate, even with the buffs. So right. my point, my, what I was trying to get at was not that they <laughs> that they need someone to see it. It's just Fiora is easier to execute. Uh, not Fiora. Gwen is easier to execute than Fiora. And my thing is sometimes you just gotta say to yourself, you know what? We can't play East. We can't play Korean Jace. We can't play. Chinese Fiora, let's stop it and just play team fighting Orn or team fighting, you know, Scion or Gwen or, you know, stop, stop. I mean, come on, like, stop embarrassing yourselves. That's kind of what I'm saying to myself. Like, um, because it's just not working now. The biggest surprise is Vitality. Okay. I gotta say, I called it and you're like, oh, <laughs> Just gotta say, Vitality is looking really good. Bo is gonna is looking like MVP material right now. Yeah. Mm. I ha- I still have them at fifth. All right, I have them at fifth because they can't talk to each other still. If you saw the comms, they could barely speak to each other. I don't know how much how better that is gonna improve over the split, but if they can improve, as long as Bo and Fulton can speak relatively okay English. This looks like it could be Vitality's year, or at least a year where they at least win one title, at least. I, I can see Vitality getting a world spot. I can see two. Maybe. It's, I mean, it's too early to tell, because they might, I don't know if they'll like crash and burn I at think, this point. I think the team that's overhyped is actually G2, because I think they're going to figure out, yike. Like, like they're going to be like... You want crack? You sniffing that Sean crack? Because <laughs> Broken you Blade... Broken Hello, Sean? Broken Blade was not that good, though. I think Yike played actually. I think Yike played pretty well. All things, I mean, all things that are coming in. Okay. I think Nikki X. All, even the I think G2, everyone played well except for you could say Broken remember, Blade, but I thought he played pretty fine. BDS, all, all things considered, BDS went up against G two, and that game was relatively close. And for like, was it? Still, I never thought they were gonna lose at all, man. Yeah, but it was twenty. Okay, what I'm saying is, if you're a lower team tier team, quote unquote. But you're hold, you're hanging in with these guys for 27 minutes, which is a huge. No, G2 jump. didn't face um, BDS. They're talking about XL. Oh, XL. No, not XL. I saw, I forgot which team. Because they just they destroyed Astralis. They w- oh, wiped yeah. the floor with Fnatic, and they wiped the floor with that. They pretty much wiped the floor with most teams they face. I'm pretty sure you mean Excel. Because Excel. Excel looked. Excel looked. Okay, I'll say this. Um. <sighs> okay, the reason why people thought them, like myself, going into the split was actually per- per- they would be good is because, I mean, you look at the players on their roster, right? Like, may even proved this week, he's still pretty good. He's not going to just let people just run all over him. He's still a decent, pretty good top I mean, he player. he got soloed by Evie. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Evie actually is pretty good. No, wait, I'm not, no, no, that no guy was, sorry. No, Evie and Photon look great, honestly. He, he, wait, I'm not sorry. Not Evie. He got soloed by Broken Blade. Adam. And, and Adam, so I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, his team fighting was is great. His laning phase still is. I mean, he's never been great at laning anyway. That's not really what I look at him really, really always for. Like, Xerxes is such a dirty inter. Oh, my God. Jeez. 
like I I know some people said maybe it was Excel strength 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 of schedule that like you know did it for them. I mean they only really had, I mean they had to face Koi defending champions and G two, you know second place team from summer and spring. So it, it, it I don't know that whole strength of schedule argument that only really applies when you have like a team like SK Gaming right. So if they have a hard strength of schedule, you go like, okay, they lose two games to win one. You're like, that's okay to you, right? But a team that has that is like excel with these kind of players, like a hard strength of schedule should um, be a good test for you because be, you could show how strong you are against the better teams to in the be league. Fair, to be fair to SK and XL, not to have bias, I'm gonna I'm gonna rel- relate this to both teams. XL kept only one player, which was Patrick. They come, they got rid of everybody else. Yeah, and they needed uh, and, to. And, uh, and yeah. so and so did and so did SK. They kept only service. So I mm-hmm. understand why like scrims is different from live mm-hmm. on stage. So I, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt this week. And even Vitya admitted that they were bad. Markun even said, Hey, scrims we were doing fine, but on stage it's not like so, like, it's completely – these guys might be veterans, but we've seen in different sports where it takes a while for the team to get, like – like he says, like, this identity. Like, who are you going to play around? What side of the map are you going to sack? Yeah, but the problem here is, like, they have they, – they, they, they need to figure out a, a simple identity relatively quick before they potentially might not make playoffs. I think XL no. will make playoffs, right? But – yeah. The, the, this type of first week round Robin is less forgiving than what it used to be, you know? So if these guys want to kind of figure out a style, you're going to have to think about that relatively quick going into this week because going into week two, as we'll talk about it later, it's not going to get easier for the bottom tier teams either, especially SK. Looking at their schedule, they face Koi, Vitality, and G2 next week. They could be one of those teams at least. I mean, if, if Koi draft like the fucking autistic weirdos they draft like yesterday, I mean, I guess anything's I possible, right? I think G2 right? is overhyped. I really do believe that, but that's I'll, just me. I don't know, man. They looked good against teams that they're supposed to be on their level. I mean, it was it's in dominant fashion. Also, you're you're also right. It is week one, too. And that's the problem with week ones in general is week one could be like very misleading for a lot and, of people. Right. And also, teams now have multiple... Um, tape and video to go over all like the comps they've seen mm-hmm. the pathing the the way people want to approach a game what they could change it early late mid all that stuff so this is what like how many games were played uh 15 this week yeah something yeah. like that yeah, yeah 15 and, and all like then and that's what that's 15 times five because there's different types of teams mm-hmm. so that's 75 different types of champs were kind of were mixed and matched depending so i wouldn't ex- like i i think i think i'm gonna go on i'm gonna go on the vitality bandwagon i think vitality is making it to msi oh i, I will say this photon and bow looked really good actually Photon in particular, a lot of people were just saying how great Bo was. I thought Photon massively played extremely well all the games. Photon and Evie looked like the best top laners in the league. From just from if you go out just this week, 
they looked great. It's just sad that Evie's on Heretics and Photon is on Vitality because when they actually face each other, well, they, they, they did, and that was, a, that was a very close matchup. Those, the way that Evie turned around those 2v2s on Cassante, oh, that was, that was great. Oh my goodness! I'm so sorry. I'm he, sorry. he brought he brought out his Wang Ching Chongness, his Goku ness. He okay. Goku right there. <laughs> okay. Who's a black guy in Dragon Ball Z? Well, that's not black. But Piccolo is black, right? He turned on his Piccolo form, his orange Piccolo form, and, and just you know ran right through them. But uh, Bo, he was like I remember when we told people, Bo is so over he's over hype coming to the split, right? But he is so much hype coming in. If he has less than any other like a stellar group we're talking about. It's nothing but a disaster, and that—that's that's the narrative that will stick with him because he is—he was this hyped up as a player, and if he didn't come in straight up smashing people, and he smashed Elioia. He smashed a lot of people this week. That because the one close game they played against was Fnatic, and that Fnatic game and Vitality game was it was really close. And that's the thing people keep saying is like Fnatic threw, but guys, if both teams are relatively even and they're both with similar caliber players, you're gonna have games like that where one team is gonna get ahead early on, but then if the other team just kind of like evens out the map state the other team can fight back now a throw is the the shit that koi did and um who was a uh, bds was kind of throwing against oh yeah mega B- threw B- against xl yes that's what i'm saying B- bds should have been two and one this week and that's what i'm mm-hmm. saying like i think and people make fun of adam but adam actually all the picks he had he actually played them fine he didn't he didn't well, like Olaf and Dar- you remember when we played Olaf and Darius, right? Yeah, yeah. The problem here is like when he didn't pl- when he played the meta champion, they got their win right against uh, SK Gaming. When he played an actual champion, who posted playing this patch, he won. And it wasn't like his was Darius. It Aatrox? Pick- was it Aatrox? Yeah, you're right. It was Aatrox. Yeah. When he picked Darius, people are back people- I know Adam's not the most liked person, and I don't like the guy that much either. But I will say this: he played his Darius pick very well. He got the solo kill. He was getting the turret plates. It's just them. BDS as a team played bad. That was it wasn't really individually him. Like because he played his pick just fine. He picked Darius to win lane early on. He won lane early on. But the problem here is like they as a team have to kind of figure, okay, what are we doing on the map? Because I feel like a lot of times when they had situations they could have played better out of through, they just didn't know how to do it. And like you said, it's only just week one. They only just got together. So you're gonna have that kind of problem. Since we're, since we're on BDS, like... Let's so go over the standings, then. Let's go over BDS yeah. first, then. Uh, Like, what's... I, I guess, what's your take on... Well, you want to go... Well, Astralis really disappoint me. I'm going to... Since we're going to start... I think starting... Okay, you want, you want to start with Astralis? All right, let's go from the yeah. bottom. Like, like Okay, yeah, let's start from the bottom. bottom. Astralis went 0-3. and three. I will say this. Finn tried his ass off to get some advantages. I will say that. Um, Kabe honestly looked pretty solid, just like Crowny. They looked, he looked solid. Like, there's not much he can do. I think Jane Hoon, for my much as I thought coming in, he would actually have a pretty good opening weekend. He looked off. Dejour is a dirty, filthy inter. Like, holy crap. <laughs> Dude, uh, is, Dejour was doing the sprint Olympics on this team. Like, if you're going to do, I, I mean, from what I saw, he looked pretty bad. Like, 133 was supposed to be the guy that was supposed to look like garbage. You know, but one three three, he looked he didn't look great, he don't look bad, he was just, just okay. One one three, not one three three. I don't know. Four four five six two 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 nine one one nine one one. That's they I mean they need nine one one right now and how bad they're playing, man. I'm just like Dejour's a filthy fucking inter. Jenny's running it down. One one three, he 
I don't know what lane he can play through. I mean, he she should have been playing through Finn because Finn had some advantages. He could have played through him. He just and that's the problem about, about being a rookie. It's like he didn't really know who to play through, and they should have directed him. Hey, maybe maybe play through Finn right now when he has an advantage because Finn also was overextending a lot, got killed unnecessarily. Remember how he had those Cassan- those Fiora one v ones against Cassante, and he kept dying. Yeah, that's but, embarrassing. You should not you should not lose that one v ones, especially right. Fiora. Mm-hmm. So what did you well, what did you think? about Astralis this week I was very disappointed I was expect I didn't expect them to go like 3-0 I didn't I expected them to probably go like 1-2 this week personally but I was I think that the coach read the meta wrong and he should have just from watching it the pick and bands they needed a simpler comp like they they're playing some hard to execute comps and I think if you're going to build this synergy and you have very little time, start off with something simple. Put Finn on Orn. Put DeJour on something safe. Have a jungler. Have Kabe at the back of him. That's what I, that's what I think. I was very disappointed. DeJour really disappointed me because I, I had high expectations with, with him. No, you uh, didn't. No one. Warren is on crack. Why I, do you do I, crack? What I mean is, is that him and Kabe and J- Jungyun was a, the were the leftovers of a, of the Vizajashi and Zersei leaving, and um, and they just didn't perform too well. Their early games were off. Yike got Yike. I mean, not Yike. One one three. He. I mean. Call him coin flip, but he's just trying uh, to win the he game. He only looked directionless because he didn't know who to play. Yeah, for. and he's just trying to win the game. Like I can't even fault the guy. He's literally just trying. Yeah, to you trigger. can't do anything when your mid laner is turbo sprinting and doing a sprint Olympics, trying to go zero and four every game. Like you can't. Like why are you about to right. win any games like that? So, so to me, I, I don't. They're not going to make playoffs as much as I like the work. They're not making play. They might. They're not making it unless they go on a crazy win streak. Um. I don't really have much to say, man. I'm I'm really disappointed, as you can tell. So, yeah, it's one of these things where, like, and then there's situations in the game where they could play through Kabe and maybe potentially get an advantage in some of these games, but like these, the problem with one three three, like he probably is one of the worst junglers people had coming into this. One one three. That's what I said. One one three. No, you said one three three. How you can't read nine one one. He's on a nine one one team. Call the cops. Get this guy off. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, everyone. So, so that's my problem with Astralis right now. Is like Finn. He uh, he was trying to carry, um, some of their games. Like he was on the Fiora pick. He got solo killed and overextended in a lot of their games. Um, what also ended up happening was Kabe ended up with an advantage in the Zaya game, but in the Ezreal games he played, he just looked pretty invisible. This is arguably the worst team in the league right now. I mean, if they want to have the chance to get any wins coming up this week, because in week two, they face Vitality, they face BDS, so they, they at least should get maybe a win against BDS, but looking at how BDS played this week compared to you know, Astralis. I don't. I don't really know about that personally. So that's that's my thing with Astralis right right now is th- this arguably looks like the weakest team in the league, and it's probably not going to change for week two. Maybe if they completely do a one eighty on their play style, potentially like that might actually do it for them. But I just don't think that's possible. 
right now. I mean, maybe do what Warren says, draft simple comps. I mean, do a simple one, three, one comp. I mean, because uh, right now it doesn't even feel like if Finn plays a carry, they have a chance to win because like sometimes Finn can have a pop-off game. Can have a pop-off game if you're randomly dying 1v1, giving up your advantage, Yeah, you know? And let me let me reiterate, not one three one. By the way, that's my fault. I meant to say easy to execute comps. Like you get like I don't know, uh, Camille because she's not too too hard to play, right? She scales. She can go into tanks. Orn, good champion. Gragas, you know, like and have a team fighting comp. Um, you know, not try to put these like Akali and Fiora and. It's just you're doing too much when, like, if this was, say, last year and you had the first round robin, okay, yeah, sure, you could do this stuff, but you don't have much time, so they need to stick with just easy to easy to play champs. That I'm not saying these players can't, but they're not at that. They're not a G2 level, unfortunately. They're not. The problem here, man, is, like, even when they had somewhat of comps like that, it still looked bad from them. Like, they were just getting all types of destroyed. So, I mean, I hope going into week two, they can get some wins, but it, it doesn't look like it compared to when we start going over the matches for next week, too. All right, let's go to Team Heretics. What did you think about Team Heretics, actually? Um, this, ugh, hmm. I don't know. This is a... Yankos look like he's rusty. Oh God! Okay, Evie looked. Evie, Evie actually guy, looked pretty yeah, good. Yeah, the guy from Japan, which is quote, 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 <laughs> he can't even the, speak the language. The minor region was the best performing player. That doesn't. I remember, remember, dude, coming to the split, people were like, oh, "I don't know if you should pick up a, a guy like that." I don't know. The <laughs> what? He's twenty-seven. He's too old. Yeah, guy was out here just clapping all the fucking ass this week. I think Evie looked pretty good. Yankos, like you said, looked rusty. A lot of his engages a lot of his ganks a lot of his patterns that he was trying to play through didn't really work and that was the problem with team heretics coming to the split that we talked about which is like this looks like a, a poorly built roster like jack spectra invisible in some of these games uh mersa was not the player you should have kept from that misfits roster mersa of all players was the person they were like you know what yeah, let's just let's just keep Mercer from that Misfits gaming roster from last year, and it's like, dude was like the one of the worst supports in the freaking league. Like, dude could only really play Leona pretty well, and like, th I think that's the reason why some of these players also don't look as good, is because the meta shifted to Lulu and the Jenner meta. Yeah, Yumi Lulu and Mercer's best champion was like fucking Leona and Alistar or Rakan. It's like. Or, or Rakan and, uh, you know, freaking Leona. It's like, if he's not playing an engage support, he doesn't do anything. Like, he's actually so awful on these other champions. Like, he, he wasn't good last year, even on engage supports. And I don't know I don't know all the reason why they chose to keep him. Like, he's actually a dirty inter. And Jack uh, Spectra is just invisible. He's about just as visible as Xmatty was last year. So that bot lane's irrelevant to us. And Ruby, I mean, I thought he played okay. I I I, I won't say he ran it down in any games. I thought he looked okay. Not not nothing bad from him, but is he a sufficient carry mid laner? I mean, he made the big plays when needed to. This looks like a just a a randomly weird built roster from how their players are playing right now. I don't know. What do you think, man? Um, uh, to answer 
answer gunner just pick one region and you can you'll you'll catch on real quick that's how i got into league um oh yeah dude you could watch all i'll send you some of the the streams uh to play you don't have to play the game to even understand what we're talking about at a certain point you know yeah, you don't you don't have to play it. you can literally watch and once you watch and you like pick a team in a region and you just stick with one region, you'll you'll start getting that. Yeah, like because Chaz told me that too. Chaz, like I can't remember all these players' names. You will remember them after a lot. It, it it will be firmly implanted into your head after hearing their names so much. Right. Um. Um. Also, I know you like long content. You know, so these streams go six plus hours sometimes. This is definitely long. If you like longer content, but yeah, what do you think about Team Heretics, man? T- Heretics. Um. They need to. I don't know who they're gonna put their resources in, cause like there's not there's a lot of. Are you gonna say hey we're gonna sack bot lane and just play through top because Jack Spectris was was the hyped up person or are you gonna play through Ruby Yankils isn't that carry was never known as a carry player so like my problem is is who's their win condition on this team? The problem here is like. In, in the meta we're in right now with this patch, do you think you, you, you can sufficiently carry with Cassante, Fiora, and Aatrox? Uh, you, know? you can carry. I mean, carry a game like, like, like who's a top player? Like, like that one guy, YSKM in, on, on IAG in the LPL. Like, carry a game like that. You mean, like, play through top? Play, I think yeah, you, sufficiently I, play through top to get you wins. Yes, if you – but you have to – like if you're picking the thing is if you're picking Irelia, Jax, mm. Camille, or Renekton, you're looking to win top so you can spread it across the map because your late game insurances are like your Zeri, your Lucian Lucianami still hurts even into the late game. Mm-hmm. Um Caitlyn hurts, um mm-hmm. Ash is good for setup, and then your mid laner could be like Cassidy or Victor or something like that. So I think I think the I think someone mentioned it on the desk was that LPL and LCK, they play through top, whereas EU never really plays through top, and that's why they mm-hmm. like top lane is an OP role. If you have a good like the reason right. why three six nine or Zeus or like even Kangen popped off is because these guys know how to play multiple champions and know how to play the role. And if like we saw even at Worlds, like when Flandre was on Graves and was just no one can stop them. It made the mm-hmm. map harder. Mm-hmm. So I think the thing. I think the thing is, is that they need to figure out what champ we're gonna put. Who's gonna who? Like they need to figure out who's their star player because we right now I don't know who it is on Heritage. Yeah, it because from watching this team, it, it looks like because they also ha- probably have communication issues to a certain extent, like on the level where it's like whenever I bring up communication issues for for anyone who's watching, I'm talking about like on the spot communication is like okay. What it can can you actually understand what this guy's saying right now when you're making this big decision? Kind of like when Team Vitality was doing their barons, where he was telling everybody, just wait, hold on, and then let this guy come over. We kill him and then we, you know, secure the barons. So my thing with Team Heretics is some people have them as coming. Some people think they're gonna be like one of the worst teams in the league. I don't I don't know about that. Because I mean Astralis and SK are kind of trying to do that, competing it by themselves. I don't know. Test right take now. SK out your mouth, okay? <laughs> What, you trying to give me a suck your fucking dick or something? You know? Not tonight. So, um, you have this issue where Yankos is... 
he can have carry games, but right now, I don't, I don't think the meta is going to call for that, right? I mean, unless he's going to start pulling out the Elise and the Lee Sin, then unless you're going to start going for those champions, because I, I, I don't think this team is going to get any wins if Yankos keeps playing Sejuani and these other tank junglers. I think the only way to really get this team wins more is if you start playing champions like Lee Sin and Elise. That's what I think personally. Uh, after that, let's go to Team BDS. So I thought Crowny actually looked pretty solid for this week. His Caitlyn play and his bot lane uh, laning phase was actually pretty good. I have to give it to him. He definitely stepped up this week. Uh, how much is he going to keep up this level of a performance throughout the entire winter 2023 LEC split? It's unknown at this moment because we just got one week of gameplay. But I thought he looked pretty solid for his first week. LeBrov, he's just being LeBrov. But if LeBrov's with Crowny. He looks like he has some – he looks like he has half a brain, at least. He has half a brain, and that's actually good. Just all LeBrov has to do is just protect Crowney. He doesn't really roam or, like, do anything. He just kind of sits in the lane and just plays with his ADC. That's what they want to do. That's cool. Nuke actually had the pretty good Akali game. Like, Nuclear Int is – who was Nuclear Int? He, he – man, more than ran it down last year. I thought he had some pretty good games. For this week, the Akali game looked pretty convincing, but, you know, that was a game that Team BDS actually, you know, should have won against XL. I, I really don't think XL should have actually got that win against them. This is a bit of a better BDS than last year, which is good because you only need to make top eight anyway. Um, Adam still has issues with how to play the map outside of laning phase, but laning phase as Olaf and uh, Darius, he looked like a competent player. Adam just struggles with anything outside of the lane, actually. But that's it with Team BDS. There's nothing really to say more about them. I mean, they just looked they looked pretty meh, all things considered. But I think their win condition should be to get nuclear, I'm sorry, nuke on either a Kali or a Victor and then just play through their bot lane. That's what they should be doing. All right. What do you think about Team BDS, man? Uh, I think BDS can potentially get the fifth spot, honestly. Um if they put Adam on weak side and have and play through mid and mid and um, bot, uh, they have a lot of potential. Shield looks like one of those facilitator junglers, which is good. Like he's mm -hmm. not looking, he's not looking to carry, but he's looking to be there at the right time. He's looking to get objectives. He's looking to facilitate. Um, that's what I see. I, I, I they really surprised me. I don't know what they did in the off season, but. Their games were close up until a certain point, and they have a lot of potential if they can just figure out. Mm -hmm. I think they have a lot. I think they. I don't. I don't see them as like a top three. They're not team. as bad as last year. Not I'll as bad. Definitely an improvement. Definitely can get. Yeah. Can go for the fifth, sixth spot at least. Like I don't like two fair guys who are gonna watch this back and go. You guys are over. No, I'm not saying they're gonna win. They're not gonna winning any split. They're probably no. Not they gonna can make that. playoffs. I they can yeah. make playoffs. Like I, I, I don't think they're gonna be winning the split or anything or getting top four. But this is a bit better to look at from them than last year. Because oh, last year, I mean, they, they got one win. Trying. That's that's better. Than <laughs> 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 Improvements, right? <laughs> God, I mean, this year they started off with a win because last year they were getting these people. Are, like, what was that thing they called Golden Glue? A paycheck stealer. Last year, look like they were all stealing paychecks. I don't know who was paying these players. <laughs> they, they did a heist. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, that's it for BDS for me, man. <laughs> yeah, like let's go to oh, let's go to SK Gaming. So my favorite org. Good God, um, 
I'll start it off. Um, Please, because I don't have a stroke. I don't know what the fuck's up with Irrelevant. Like, that guy's not playing like he was in MSF. He's playing like he's on, uh, <laughs> like he's in LA okay. or something. We, we, did, we did talk about that, too. Was Now, this, I mean, as a few more weeks go by, it'll be more apparent what is true. There's two things that are true. Did he only play well because everyone else on Misfits was pretty much garbage? Or was he actually really that good? It's only, it's only I mean, two things. I mean, I mean, he has VTO. And he has VTO, but, yeah, so, yikes. Uh, did SK Gaming buy into the irrelevant hype train too soon? Ooh. No, I don't think so. I think also, um, like they mentioned, I think the oldest person on the team is Markoon as, like, a veteran. And he didn't really look that good last year either, though. I don't know why they chose to get him out of all people. He looked... Oh, like pretty underwhelming last year. So you year. think they should keep Gilius? I mean, I like Gilius, but do you think? No, definitely not Gilius. No, neither. I don't know. They could. I mean, I don't. I don't know who you could really replace him with. But I don't think they needed Markoon. Like Markoon looked pretty awful last year by a lot of the metrics that we looked at. Now this was actually great from Evie. This this was just embarrassment. I was like. Don't fight him by the wall, because Sante's going to kill you. Oh, and, and, yeah, this is what Warren roots for. Two people who can't even play against Kasante in a 2v1. Well, Warren, problem, are you problem, on crack? The, the problem was is that he didn't get level 6. That was the problem. That's also true, yeah. They chose to fight a Kasante who hit level 6. He was level 5. Uh, God. Jeez. Okay. I'll say this, though. Exekick did step up on Zeri. Later on, the game went. Dawes had some pretty good... um. Ultimates on Renata Glass. L- later on, as the game went, they it looked like they're getting a bit better on stage. Like they're not going to get as what nervous, like you talked about. But the problem here is like the this first round Robin is so unforgiving of that. They need to not be doing that going into week two. If they're actually good in scrims, they need to start showing it like ASAP, like stuff think, like that. Like, I, I, I like stuff like that. They're actually being aggressive in the early game. They're trying to make stuff happen. Like because in the other other games, they were just sitting there getting bent over and getting fucked repeatedly. I was like, okay, you, you're not this bad. Okay. Like okay. In th- like this game, they showed you we can make stuff happen early on. I think I think they ha- I think they have a high ceiling because I think it's just nervousness being on a new team. Exekick and DOS look pretty good actually. I'm not gonna lie. Like even even in the G two game, he was not down a lot of CS to um to Han Sama. He was mm-hmm. he was he was doing pretty good, and to me, I look at the little things. And if you can hold your own against Mickey and Hansama, that's that's already a sign that you can mm-hmm. um, hold up. Um, again, I just I don't I see them I see them seventh six, maybe some maybe summer they get better. But as for mm-hmm. now, a seventh sixteen, a seventh eighteen. Because this was the game higher. they won against Heretics. Like this was such a. This game, oh, good lord. Some of these games, I'll, I'll mention, like, I did like some of the games from the LEC this week, guys, but some of these games were just, like, games like this and the one with BDS and Excel almost made me go blind. Yankos, I remember, like, like, like he kept, no, that, that was a different player, but I remember one of these games, like, it was this one where the, all the, you had a big problem with the gates, the team fighting was so bad. Like, I don't, like, uh, it was this part of the game where they're going for, like, a, a Suedo base race and then they miscommunicate with each other the other guys go back the other guys try to engage yankos and ruby go first i don't know why your mid laner goes through the gate right there when you can clearly see they're right there and yeah sk gaming definitely punished that they that was, they literally took that their, is 
win trading. Right, right that has there. to be win trading. How's this not win trading? That's your team. Who's this we? That's your team. That's your team. That's that's your man's. Don't put them on me. That was your man's right there. Listen, like, okay, they're definitely not good, but I'm glad they can capitalize on mega throws like that. I think they have potential. Uh, the reason I say this is Irrelevant did play good when they when they had Neon and when he got out of laning phase, he actually played okay. Right. So I think again, it's the first week. That's why I don't want to be too critical of these teams. Go harsher, bastard. I, I do think they need to just stick with something simple. Like, like that was an easy-to-execute comp with Camille. Like, and also, Pirino, meme on this game, too. They were actually – I mean, they weren't, like – they were actually winning. They were actually winning it at, at, at various points. What really kept screwing them is messing up team fighting. They kept engaging on the wrong targets. They kept giving up free barons. They kept getting outpoked. With this kind of comp they have, you should not be getting outpoked by some of these dudes. Like, they have a Zeri, they have a Renata, they have a Sichuani. It, like, literally, Camille jumps on any one of the, uh, any one of these guys, and they're simply just done. Like, they really should not have been struggling that hard. With the, they have the better comp. They have the better comp. Plus, as um, Heritage comp falls massively off at, at, at the 35-minute mark. Oh, oh, Azir scales, but you guys see what I'm saying. All right. SK Gaming, that is it for them. We're gonna move on to Fnatic. Oh God. Okay. Um, dog. Utter dog. I don't want to sound like a, a, a fucking asshole, but I do. Um, did did this team looks like pure dog shit? Like, I get it. Pure to be like, did then they play very well against uh, Team Vitality? Um, I guess. Yeah, kinda. But all right. So let's just go through a lot of these games. Actually, I want to go over the. Team Vitality one that uh, you guys all saw. Let's go over the Team Vitality versus Fnatic game. Okay, let's go over this first, and then we'll actually talk about how why I think they're probably not going to be as good this year. And this is still Week One; they they can still improve, I guess. But we'll see how it goes. All right, so this is the game. This is like, this actually should have been a match of the week right here because this was actually pretty insane. Now I'll say this though. The G2 versus Fnatic game we'll talk about in, in, in a little bit because there's not much to talk about. G2 like absolutely bent them over and dildo fucked them. But, okay. Bo, this was the game where Razork is on uh, Kindred. This was the game where Bo was on Graves. They get their early level one cheese gank against Fnatic's bot lane. And that's what you want to see out of Bo. That's what you want to see. One of the most hyped up junglers coming to the LEC in the most recent years. You need to see your, play, your star... Uh, carry jungler doing plays like that. I will say this though, Perks looked in in laning phase. He he was definitely running it uh, as he got out of laning phase. He definitely played better, and I think he played better throughout the week. Actually, uh, this was actually pretty good from Kaiser uh, leaping on to uh, Razork, then getting that trade kill back onto Razork as well. Humanoid and Razork have such such bad synergy. The fact that the Fnatic even entertained keeping these two together as a mid-jungle duo, is so bad. Why? Why would you keep these two players of all people together? I'm not saying Humanoid is, like, as bad as everyone makes him out to be. Remember. But he definitely... Rem yeah, oh, sorry to cut you off. Remember. That's fine. Um, I do apologize for that. I remember That's okay, man. They, they wanted Elioia. <laughs> remember? That was yeah. the rumor. That they mm -hmm. wanted Elioia. So... Um, they were so close to getting him, but Mad Lions 
you know, yeah, doing they, mad line things. Right. So, <laughs> uh, I don't think Rux looked that great to me. I think he Rux looked pretty shitty. Rux was horrible. Uh, maybe his forehead's just that big, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. You know what someone said in the comment section of the other, other, other highlight video was Wait, maybe like the coaches. No, no, maybe, maybe the coaches were not ready for the hype of Rux waiting in eight years on the ERLs. <laughs> 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 uh, wonder playing Gragas is uh, that 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 looked bad. He I looked guess. like he was running it. That's not that's not G two Wonder. That's not not the Wonder I saw last year who was stable for Fnatic. That that that's Duro or some shit. What the hell? Who is this guy? <laughs> guy ran around just. What was this guy doing? He actually ran it the whole week. <laughs> I've never that? seen him play this bad. He he's what? given up. What's his name? Again? <laughs> Rudy, Rudy, I don't know who is that. I don't know who this guy is. This guy played so bad. He played bad in the he played bad in the Koi game too. He was so lucky, reckless, reckless Scott. He was so lucky, reckless bailed him out. He was he wonder ran it the entire week. He didn't have a single good game. Billy, I think, the, I think oh, something man. got exposed. Something got exposed about Wonder though, because um he could have played. I think I think if they had like Orn, that comp is easier to to play, and uh, like okay, granted Divine Thunder hurts, but like mm -hmm. he can't play Fiora because that's why he didn't pick it. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it showed it showed it showed a real discrepancy in his draft. I think I think they got exposed a little bit. Um, I mean. Kuna and Razor have the worst synergy. We talked about this all last year. Why, out of every player, would you keep these two together? I just told you why. They can't afford the... This is... I don't see them winning a title this year either. There's three chances to win titles this year. They're about to win none of them. That's your team. What? That, 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 those are your mans right there. Uh, I, I will say this, though. Um, Rux looked... So badly with Reckless. Now, when people talked about Rux coming into the split, who had to factor in? This is when Rux played with upset in those playing stage games. Now, remember, guys, Rux, Fnatic fans were so dehydrated and thirsty for good support play because Hillisang last year was, you know, kind of sprinting it most of the year. But he had some good games here or there. To the point where people were overhyping this guy for two world playing stage games. Not actual group stage games. Well, playing stage games against like Australia with the kangaroo fuckers and another random, uh, and he won against EG. Right. So like these are playing stage games. They looked that he was overhyped through, and I was sitting there going like, okay, that is too small of a sample size to see how good this guy actually is. And when he actually played very well, he's playing very well with upset. Like it looks like they they really just got reckless to be a stable. Weak side ADC. Uh, I wanna, I'm gonna call out something. I guarantee you, once this split ends, up, Upset's gonna be on a team. What team? I don't know, but I guarantee Upset's gonna be on. A upset team. deserves to be on a team. Oh, and pure factor in. People were like, uh, uh, Upset, because the thing with Upset was that he wanted them to change out Humanoid, Razor, and Wonder. I, I guess he had a lot of I issues with them. Pure factor in. Upset was the single reason why they made playoffs last year in the summer. Remember what happened in the summer, dude? They needed to win three games. They need to win all three of them. Wait, and wait, need... wait. Can you explain that one more time? He wanted to get rid of all three of them? Mm -hmm. He wanted to get rid of all three of them. Is and it, they were okay, like... Okay, maybe maybe Wonder, but but Razor 
was being scapegoated. Rashford stepped up a lot late as the year went by. I would right. give and, him that. And Humanoid is a good player, so is he on coke? Well, the thing here is Humanoid, he, he has this thing where, like, as people have said, he doesn't really take the regular season all too seriously. And, like, if he doesn't – if he feels as if, like, he's better than someone, he won't try as hard. But the thing here is you can't really let him – I mean, it's one of these things where do you want to give a player that much priority in your org? I mean, he was one of the main reasons why Fnatic were winning last year. So, I mean, I would have personally, I probably did it. But, but then again, who are you getting better than these couple players? I mean, well, you have. I, th I think you have other options to get. The thing here is, I know a lot of people were like uh, tackling down uh, Reckless this week. I, I thought Reckless looked about as good as Reckless was going to look, you know? To me personally, he looked like he was going to be a weak side ADC with very low resources, get through the laning phase, provide damage in team fights. Basically, Reckless was going to be like Kabe and Crowny level. That's who I thought he was going to be. Uh, he had the game against Koi, but we'll talk about, about that in a bit where that looks so freaking bad from Koi's angle. Vitality... Uh, definitely uh, playing well in this game to get out of the situation, though. Even though Perks was, you know, zero and four in this game, too. Fnatic were also winning this game, too. So I don't know, you know, what the calls were. Maybe they were indecisive about what lane they should really play through. Because, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, if you have this kind of comp, everyone, you definitely want to make sure your Kindred is getting the marks, and you also want to make sure you're doing a sufficient amount of poke damage, too, because Fnatic's comp is, that's a poke comp there. Kindred, Syndra, Varus, that's definitely you're trying to poke uh, out your, your opponents. Well, they have a lot of bursts. Kindred needs the marks. And they just needed a, honestly, if they had a front line, they win this game. I really think, I think people are undervalued. I think people are overvaluing Cassante over Orn. I think Orn is still good. I still think if you have him or like someone soaking, like, I think. I, that's what I think, but mm -hmm. I mean they're pros for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. Um, the the issue I see is that like Leona's gonna like who's how are you bursting down a Leona? How are you killing a Jax? How are you Braves is tanky too? So like how do you like like you're right? They're a burst cop, so I don't see like I think out of all the drafts, I think Vitality has had the best balanced drafts. Yeah, e even in like this this part of the game that, that we just saw, like they they were starting up this dragon and they already got Wonder already got caught out. So I don't know why they chose to keep like why do you keep fighting this? You can't even contest for drag. This is automatically like okay, Wonder's dead. We literally have you have to give this in the LPL. If you see that or the LCK, you have to give it up because you can't win. You legitimately cannot win in that spot unless I don't know the other people get fucking brain cancer and they start falling out of the chairs. Yeah, that's not happening. I mean, if you drink bleach, anything can happen. Oh Lord, okay. Um, but that but that's uh most of what I wanted to say about Fnatic. Reckless looked about as good as Reckless was gonna look. I don't know why people thought he was gonna be more than the sum of his parts. Like, I, I honestly think he was gonna play as well as he did. And by yeah. well I mean weak side ADC that does I'm, nothing until thirty minutes. I mean he's better than double if that's for damn sure. Goodbye. <laughs> Uh, like Warren said, and I do agree, Rux, I don't know how a player can get so overhyped from two worlds play-in stage games. They were so thirsty and desperate for a better support because Hillisang had 
the run it down tendencies that we'll talk about in a bit. But holy mother of freaking God, this fanatic roster looks so like even on stage, you 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 could tell that they just I just don't feel like this roster even enjoys playing together, given how the circumstances this, you can see around them. Like, remember when, when they got, got on stage in that Koi game? They looked like they were just immensely defeated. Like, holy crap, these I guys look bad. This reminds me of 2017 Fnatic. No, oh, yeah, yeah, where you can tell, like, none of the players really liked each other. I, like, I, I can see it right now. I don't want to over, like, do it on the narrative, I, I guess, because it is just week one, but it, it looked like these guys were not really happy playing with each other. Razzwick and Humanoid still have bad synergy. Why did they... I mean, God. Like, this is... I mean, I still think they're going to be, like, a fourth, fifth place team. Like, I feel bad for the Fnatic fans. You probably deserve a better roster than this. Because most people knew going in, replacing Upset and Hillisang was going to be a problem. It's... Because I shit you not. Koi's probably not going to make the same mistakes against them next time. Fnatic's games are BDS. As we know, BDS... Eh, if they get an early game enough lead, I mean, it looks like Fnatic could definitely lose to them. They face Excel and they also face Heritage. So a bit of an easier schedule on paper, but I don't know. I, it looks like Fnatic is going to have to go through a lot of issues this year, potentially. I, I, I can easily see them making roster changes when they don't win anything this year, or even between maybe mid through uh, winter through spring split. All right, Excel. Let's go at Excel. Um, I will say this, though. People that hyped up Excel going in, I will always make sure I reiterate right this point. Sometimes it doesn't matter if orgs like Excel get actual good players. If they couldn't even show good results with sub suboptimal decent players, I don't think there's any indication that they would actually play better with better players. I think it's like a, oh, it's a one plus one situation. Now with better players, they can finally show that they're good. But sometimes that's not really the case though. Sometimes some orgs are just not very good and the infrastructure is just not very good. Coaching staff just sucks. And they're just not that good. They finally have better players, though. It's so this is not the excuse people used to used to give them, where it's like, oh, your roster has the the, the trash can players. No, no, no. You actually have some pretty legitimate players now, and this looks really bad. Like, like Zerse is a, a Olympic level sprinter. How bad he was playing this week. Like Vetio, I think. I don't know what really happened with with him for these past three games. It looked like he wasn't really there. Uh, maybe it was communication issues. Maybe it was synergy with Zerxe. Oda Wamne looked like their best player uh, this week. Patrick, I think, looked not as good either. Talk about some Patrick's bot lane. I wasn't really feeling it throughout this week. In the offseason, I was like, you know what? This might be a better bot lane for them. Targamas, also like Mickey X, uh, had bad games. A lot of bad games in the summer. And the most recent split in worlds when you're basing this off like Targamas, would that have been the best pairing for Patrick? I mean, I don't really think so, but you're looking at the roster as a whole and it's a roster where you can go, okay, I, I could really see how all of this comes through, but it looked like they didn't have an, a, an actual clue how they wanted to play the game. It looked like they didn't even know who they wanted to play through, what champion was strong, how to actually play around the map this, this honestly looked like a head a chicken with their head cut off and i was so surprised how like bad they were playing like i was i was actually super surprised 
given the fact that you know coming to this op, coming to the season, people are like, yeah, this might be a year where maybe Excel can get top four, and that that can still happen. I'm not saying that it's not possible. What I'm saying is like looking at all these games, yeah, that definitely is not convincing. This one win they got against BDS was so unconvincing, and the fact that they should have lost this game multiple times. They're just so lucky that BDS has worse players than them overall to the point where that can be um subsidized subsidized by the um advantage they have in the better player department. They have better players by, you know, little means maybe at this point, but yeah, that that that's just my week 1 take of Excel. Man, given the fact that this roster was supposed to look a whole lot better coming in finally with this organization that's been trying to get together a good roster, Remember, remember, dude, what was the thing? People kept saying Young Buck was handicapped by the players on his his org. It's like, well, what's the excuse now? I keep, I mean, this org gets so many excuses. It's like, these aren't bad players. If you tell me these are all bad players, you need, your mom needs to fucking abort you because your brain ain't working. But what do you think about XL, man? Were you disappointed? You think they still uh, have room to grow? They have room to grow. They, they will, I can see them being, the I can see them being above Mad Lions once everything pans out because I think Mad Lions is still in the same like Rhett is where they don't they still don't have a superstar like I don't is Elioya the superstar like it I have I don't to know. be um I mean. I, it's not Karzy so <laughs> definitely not <laughs> uh, I mean I think I think. Some of the drafts were a little bit suspect because, like, there was one XL? where they, yeah, XL where they drafted Ari, and I'm like, you know that they're gonna, they're, they're just gonna outscale you, right? Like, you you have to win really hard. And the mindset um, of that is basically we have to give Vethio a champion he can have some early game priority on, otherwise he might he might just sit there and do nothing. Because remember, dude, what was Vethio's thing last year? He would kind of you know, just play the scaling mid laners and then he would roam around with the team when they had initiative and the initiative to roam around. But in this game, I remember it was this game where Vetti was playing Twisted Fate. Or did he play Ari? No, he played Twisted Fate in this game against um, BDS where he wasn't really doing much on the Twisted Fate. You pick Twisted Fate to, you know, go around the map and, uh, you know, stun card, dive, you know, that's pretty much what Twisted Fate does. He TPs around the map and he throws stun cards and you get uh pick uh pick offs in the jungle potentially with your jungler and you set up poking the other champions out. That's essentially what TF does. He goes on the map, stun card, set up a dive, go on the map, stun card, set up poke, set up your objectives very well with Twisted Fate. I just don't think Vetio was the Twisted Fate player that they actually need. And that's the thing I, I mentioned last year with Vetio is did Vetio only look good because he was on Misfits and Misfits looked only good because of Vetio, really? No, Neon? no, because Neon showed why he deserved to be on the Neon team. showed why on Vitality you should have got him off that roster. Yeah, I don't Patrick think Patrick so. in this game kept getting picked off by a – I get it, you can't really do much here, but why is he even right there? It's like, how did you even get there? You just – man, just ran it there. The man had an idea. Of, okay, literally, go back to your base. Literally, leave. How did you even get to that spot? Yeah. And you just die. I think XL will. XL's going to make playoffs. They had a bad week. Vettio admitted that they played bad. So when your player is already saying, hey, we played bad, yeah. that means he wants to win. So I'm not too worried about them. Um, 
I'm not worried. I think I think they're gonna be fine. I think they just okay. Now if they go one and two this week coming up, so is that cause for concern? Yes, that's possible. Definitely, definitely yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If they if they go two and four, oh my god, that's that's horrible. Yeah, that's because there's at this point there's no excuse because for SK and Astralis and BDH, you go like, oh, okay, with your caliber players, you barely making playoffs is probably par for the course. These kind of players on this kind of roster, no, this is like that. That's not what they bought these players for. You didn't get Oduwamne to not make playoffs or the group stage system, right? So like, that's no, uh, no, yeah, that's all I had to say. I, I really. I don't like there's parts of the early game that were fine. I think it's, I think it's, you know, I don't want to cop out, but I think they just need more time. So. Yeah, that's my thing. Is like also in this situation, is like you shouldn't even be in a situation like this where you can't even like take down the base. Their map state is not even set up to do it. It's, it's bad. It's bad. I mean, I hope that they can get a bit better uh, with week two coming up, maybe with a few more scrims, maybe a little bit more practice together. But it looks like it's going to be a team where the veteran players are going to have that. It's going to be that thing where, you know, the veteran players are most likely going to have to just step up and run the team. And that being, you know, Patrick, Odawamne, and Xerxes. Because you also run into this thing of having veteran players. Yes, they know how to play the game. But being flexible is also another issue as well. And they're not going to be flexible at all. They, they, they tried that twisted fake comp. They're not picking that stuff ever again. Mad Lions. Mad Lions ended up looking about as good as you, you know, probably think they should have. Hillsang had that game against Team Vitality where he just ran it down as Lulu. Like, there was that moment in the game where he was running up to them knowing he can't do anything. He just got one shot. And I was like, oh, my God, this guy is a dirty sprinter. Oh, Hillsang? Yeah. There was also, I mean, I'm pretty sure you remember the moment, right? I mean... I mean, it's Hill is saying, like, why is this surprising? I'm surprised he, he does this on any champion. You would think playing Lulu, he would go like, okay, I, I can't do what I can do on Nautilus. This man, Hill is saying, does what he does, he does on Nautilus, on Lulu. This man is insane. Like, I get the idea behind grabbing Hill is saying for Mad Lions. You can have a player that's, like, similar to, to Kaiser, but in the way of, like, okay, he, he'll see, like, all these angles, and then he'll just go for the play. But uh, he can't really do that on Lulu. You know, he just can't really do that. Also, uh, in this game, well, this game in particular, uh, Bo played very, very well around mid lane, you know, against uh, Niski and El Yoya. I think Perks had a pretty standout game, you know, against uh, Team Vita- uh, you know, against Mad Lions. I think this was Perks' best game throughout the week. I think he got better and played better. Throughout the week, which I thought was good, definitely haven't really had a. I mean, Perks last year, I think, also played pretty well. I think a lot of people were just sleeping on this guy last year. I think last year he definitely stepped up in a massive way, and it's great to see him having a better roster this year. Now, I will say this about about Mad Lions, which is um, Mad Carzy. He had some pretty standout games uh this week. I don't want to go too far with giving him too much praise because I want to see how this plays out for him later on. But I thought his Lucian game looked pretty good. Like, you can't really do anything as Lucian against an Azir and against a Vi if when Mad Lions were essentially running it for him. Hillsang was definitely trying to sprint away this victory. Uh, he definitely 
played so bad. Bo arguably looks like MVP material right now, early MVP material. Uh, what else? N- Niski, I-, I think there was the first two games against SK and Astralis, because that's who they faced, right? They look pretty right. good against, like, not good teams, right? They look solid against teams that you know they should beat. Against SK and Astralis, they look like, okay, this is clean, concise, and to the point. Let's just wrap it up, get it over with, we're done. When they faced Team Vitality, that looked they looked like they were completely like, oh, God, this team actually challenges in the early game. And I've told people before, Medline's issue is, like, their early game they play is very dangerous. As of, like, it's not really calculated. They just kind of just go for certain plays, and if it works out, it's good. Now, this was a bad play from Perks and, and Bo. I don't know what. They shouldn't be diving this deep, but they weren't really in any danger of losing this game anyway. So it's not that bad, honestly. But against teams on the caliber of, like, themselves and g2 like against g2 you're not going to be doing that you know they're not going to be diving that far unless you are for sure you know you can win this game photon completely outplaying uh chase there sidestepping everything this guy photon was on a roll this week uh that's pretty much it for vitality el yoya he had he had some pretty good uh games so far, but as you guys know, El Yoya looks like he does not want to play for this org anymore. This guy looks so unhappy. You mean Matt? Oh, feel... oh sorry. Yeah, yeah. Because he wanted, he definitely wanted to leave. You could tell. I mean, uh, I, I, like if he's gonna have to go through an entire year still with Mad Lions, and you know he he's like, man, I I just want to show that I'm playing good so I can get picked up by another LEC org next year. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But yes, El Yoya and Niski, you would think like are. The best parts about Mad Lions, the mid-jungle synergy between El Yoya and Niski, right, should do it for them. But even this part right here, it's like they're contesting Baron, knowing they really can't. They just lost El Yoya. Karzi's still there, thinking that he can get some, thinking that he can get the Baron still right there. And it's like, I don't really understand why you're really doing that. Like, you cannot get Baron in that situation. But in their situation, Mad Lion goes, okay, I have to flip this because if I don't, at least chance getting the Baron, then the game is for sure over. Uh, this was the part where, you know, Vitality got the Baron. They essentially just one-shot Hill is saying, and then Hill is saying, after this, respawns again, and just dies again. This is just, obviously, Vitality just ripping through them. I got a question for you. Do you think that they can end up missing playoffs? Like they did again? Mad Lions? Are you missing going in, 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 into the bracket stage, right? No, I yeah. don't think so. No, I don't think they're that. What bad. if they what? do though? Uh, <laughs> get the bleach. <laughs> oh, like, like right there. Why is Hillisane doing that? Look at, look at this. Like, how is this not running it down? How is this not running it? He, what can he do? Whims, like, he's gonna do polymorph one of them. Like, what is that? That is so, so bad. Like, that's what we call tilt right there. That's tilt. I don't know. I don't know what the hell. That's that your is. player. That's that's just so bad from him. Um, but that's essentially all I'll say about Mad Lions is they looked good against, like I say, the bottom tier teams, but they're gonna have to really sharpen up their play and their early games if they want to play better against Team Vitality or against a team like you know G two. Because if you play early game badly against those teams, they will punish you and they will make sure you lose out from that deficit in the early game. They, they probably thought to themselves they could just play scaling against Team Vitality, and that would probably be good enough like it used to be against, against Team Vitality because most teams that played against Team Vitality in the past would just play scaling comps against them, and they really didn't know how to play well against that at all. 
but definitely not with Bo and Photon. They definitely looked pretty darn good this opening week, actually. Bo having his awesome opening week, like, like a lot of people predicted, and that is actually very, very good. So let's go over Koi. Koi is the defending LEC champions right now. Ew. It looked like... They look basically, it's one of these things with Rogue or Koi where they take a bit to scale up through the split. Now, they have Shigenda, they don't have Odawamne, and it looked like Shigenda was not very much on the same page with the other players, right? And you're going to get that. When you, when you implement a new top laner that you want to play with that can potentially have bigger upsides playing carry champions. Um, definitely in the, in the, in the Fnatic game, they I mean, definitely struggled to kind of figure out the angles on Jax and struggled to kind of figure out, okay, where am I really needed right now on the map? Should I split push? Should I, you know, grab this side lane farm? All this other stuff, right? Then you look at the other rogue players. I think Cop and Trimby also looked pretty good as well. I mean, most of the players also looked good. There are other games where were pretty solid, um, but I know that they were kind of also not the cleanest either. And I think that, I mean, that's always just been a rogue slash coy thing. They've always kind of got better as the weeks went by and they've improved as the weeks went by. Uh, last year in spring, they started out insanely good with that nine and zero record. That eight and zero, they started out in spring last year. This year, starting with, with, with that two and one. So they they lost one game more than they did in the last, what, eight weeks of last spring. But I think, my, oh, go ahead. No, no, sorry. That was, uh, I, was, I was trying to find this game I was, I was looking at. Um, so, Koi. Uh, I mean, I like Chikenda. He's very aggressive. He got a couple solo kills. He definitely has carry potential. Larson was fine. Trimby and Comp seem okay. They're making playoffs. They're still going to be a top three team. Um, I think they just need to figure out, like, how to utilize Yagenda. It didn't how feel like they, they yeah. knew how to utilize him. Because that's what it kind of felt like. Like, there's because I, I looked at the games and I was like, no, this is this is the same rogue I've been watching for a while. This is this is just you know that what they have do. just that just that Jagenda's not weak side. That's the only difference. That's it. Right. I mean, like when I was watching the games, I was like, okay, the, the, this is just coy. Like, this is just rogue. Malrong does his crazy aggressive ganks. They were definitely working out. They worked out in the fanatic game, which we're gonna go over right now after, after I finish up. Larson. Outside of the Fnatic game, still looked this like all the players still look great. Like Trimby on the Soraka looked great as well. So they're still making playoffs. They're still making the bracket stage. Actually, um, I still think this is a team that'll get better as the split goes by. And I, the only issue they really have is how are you going to be utilizing Jigenda? Like if you're trying to have this carry top laner that's a bit flexible, that can play carries as well as play tanks, as well as he plays carries, you're going to have to utilize that guy a bit. Malrong definitely looks like he can play through topside now without Odawamne, so that's actually a good thing. And let's go to the Fnatic versus Koi game. That was about to make me go terminally blind from watching this. That's your two favorite teams. That's actually you. Holy oh, crap. oh, before you uh, continue, remember that now two teams – from major regions go to MSI. So it's even more important. So right here in this game, uh, the draft was a bit good on Fnatic. I mean, I did not think Humanoid was going to be taking Jace. I didn't think he was going to be doing that. Wonder on Gragas looks like he just 
don't know, doesn't even have a brain or whatever. Uh, Reckless and Rux being on Sivir and Ash, I think that's a good stable bot lane for them is just those two champions. Like, I don't think Rux and Reckless are a good bot lane at all from just this week. Um, I, I think what really hurts Rogue's draft is the Jin pick. I don't know why you give your carry ADC in this specific comp, Jin. I, I mean, I, I just don't think Jin really works in this comp. I think having a Zaya with the Rakan or a Caitlyn or a Lucian, I think just Jin is the worst pick for this comp. Also, what I think is um, Larson looked pretty invisible on Rise in this game. This was his worst game of the week. Like, he just looked invisible. Malrong tried to get stuff done in the early game, and he did. Like, they, they, they were essentially winning early on, but the goal deficit wasn't anything like super huge to the point where Fnatic couldn't have come back from it. I think it was just a lot of badly placed team fights. I think like Fnatic realized, okay, if we're going to even have a shot at winning this game, we need to actually just play simple comps, poke, poke, engage at the right moment and win. Right. Cause you had Rux who had, I mean, he looked, he was just throwing Ash arrows and that's all he needed to do. Like, his Ash Arrows were pretty solid overall, and I think that if Fnatic want to ever have chances at winning more games, they need to just play comps like this. I like this kind of comp. It shows that they can, you know, play these kind of comps, which is actually good. My thing here is, you know, if Koi had been a bit better at target selection and not picked Jin, I feel like Larson played pretty bad on Rise. Also, I think Wonder and his Gragas cast looked actually good in this game as well, but I think this was a massive underperformance by Ro- by Koi in this game. I-, I don't think Fnatic did anything really special in this game, and I don't actually think they played well considerably at all. They were still losing a lot in the early game, and I think it was one of these things where they weren't utilizing the rise in the side lanes very well. They weren't utilizing the jacks in the side lanes very well. They picked bad positioning and got chunked out by Sivir and Jace in a lot of team fights. I also think the fact that, you know, when you're picking Jin in, in this team comp, you definitely should be trying to accelerate the pace of the game, which they were trying to do, but it just never, they never blew open the game to the point where, you know, it really mattered in the grand scheme of things. I don't think this Fnatic win really is, like, it, it's it's only really, I, I mean, people said it was convincing. My personal thing is, like, it only really looked good because Koi just, through so freaking hard like koi threw so hard in this game and god god this is such an, an undeserved reckless doesn't look happy at all he looked like man i hate being here already <laughs> oh my god oh lord i want to see what the comment section was like for this highlight clip actually um i think uh fanatic uh i wouldn't be surprised if fanatic end up six that that's all that's all i'm gonna say about that <laughs> that's as it, I, I mean, they just don't look. They don't look happy winning this. They don't they look, look like, good. They look like these guys look like. Damn. Oh uh, God, we actually won a game. This tells me scrims are going really bad for them. Because if you go compare to the G two game, like that G two game was bad from them. Shigenda is definitely a downgrade. Um, as of right now, yeah, he is. I mean, as I mean, that's gonna happen with any new player that you bring in. Like initially. When you bring in some players, the upside to them later on would show that they're an upgrade. But initially coming in, you know, he's a downgrade. And that's to be expected. Uh, LOL, how Koi thought it's done so after 10 minutes and Fnatic absolutely dismantled them. Well played for once. 
Koya are back for yeah. I mean, they definitely choked this game. They definitely had a chance to beat them. That was a hardcore throw by Koi. They simply were too cocky with lead and made some stupid mistakes. Koi was never going to win, spending all their resources uh, hunting for a Gragas that was already out of the game. Leaving Humanoid in reckless free farm was definitely a mistake. Fnatic had the better deal, sacrificed our weak side top laner, and let free farm our two cores. And Humanoid was definitely a game changer. Well, Fnatic had no chance to win with that trash comp, but if the enemy team is bad enough, it doesn't really matter what you do. Koi's basically get the Fnatic to win by simply playing really bad. Like, I I, I don't think Fnatic's comp is trash. I think the fact that Koi's comp really actually manhandles Fnatic's comp as the game goes by. But I do agree that, you know, if you don't punish the Sivir and if you don't punish the Jace pick, then it's not going to really matter with a comp like that. And well, we talked about Team Vitality a lot. We are we already sang their praises. Um, I, I think Neon, like the the issue with Neon, it's not really an issue uh, that I'll say. It's more as if like they needed a player like Neon to just be their weak side ADC. They don't need Neon to be a carry. He doesn't need to be a carry. If he does get resources and can carry a game, that's great. But he doesn't need to be that. You let Bo and Photon and Perks do the carry. Just be stable. That's it. That's all he needs to do. They didn't grab this guy to be freaking, I don't know, comp. You don't grab him for that. You grab him just to be a stable. Yeah, he's not Uzi. PC. Yeah. Kaiser, then they needed Kaiser for a while. They needed they needed an engaged support like Kaiser who wanted to make plays around the map and pair up with the jungler and the mid laner to make, you know, action happen around the map. So I think the Team Vitality roster played definitely pretty well. All things considered, yeah, the first game against Fnatic was rather close and intense, but I expect that from teams about their similar caliber. And if Fnatic is going, I mean, Fnatic should be challenging Team Vitality in game fashion like that anyway. I don't know why people were like, but they, but Fnatic threw. No, that, that's just two good teams going at it when you look at it from the gameplay point of view. The reason why I'm saying that Koi threw against Fnatic is because the advantage that Koi had with their kind of composition against Fnatic composition, how they could have blown up in the game was definitely a throw by Koi. But yeah, Team Vitality looks good. Can't wait to have Team Vitality and G2 face off against each other in our uh, match of the week coming up next Monday. Oh, but watch watch them put it as Heretics versus um, fucking Fnatic because it's on Monday or or whatever. Because G2 and Fnatic were, oh, the match of the week is going to be Koi versus Mad. That's going to be the match of the week. But it should be it should be G2 versus Vitality as the match of the week. Definitely. All right, let's go to G2. G2, best team in the league right now. They absolutely killed it this week. They ran down every single team they face. Caps picking the Zach mid against Astralis. And you also have uh, G2 completely running down Fnatic. So I know people wanted us to go over this game where Razork straight up sprinted it i i this was embarrassing to look at from this game's point of view and like, like i said before I, I i think g2 right now if you look at them they're a front runner to win the split but remember guys it is week one and things can still happen right hansama definitely stepping up you know from his bad play in north america on team liquid uh broken blade look a bit more stable i think that's good from broken blade to actually look like that and not look, look like he's running it in the split as well Yike looks like he's a pretty good match 
for Caps at the moment, which is actually good. Now, this was the uh, moment in the game that broke everything right here. So it's a level three right here. Razork, re you really shouldn't be contesting right, right here. He dodges the hook. Great. Now you just leave and go farm. No, you do not challenge a Draven and a freaking Nautilus with Zeri and Yumi this early on. Especially with a Nautilus. Like, what is this? This is, ru this is, this is running it. Razork, oh no, this is just running it. This was so bad. And people blamed Reckless. You really can't. Like this one, you really can't blame him. There's nothing you can do. Zeri and Yumi cannot challenge Draven and Nautilus this early on in the game. It's not possible. I don't know why they even attempted that, right? They had already got out of the danger zone um, in this moment where Mickey missed the first hook. Razork engaging into this is one of the worst things I have ever seen. Like, this was so, so bad. They were already chunked out. They can't do anything. I don't know why you attempt to fight them in this moment. Giving Hansama three kills this early on. This was GG. You see these moments in, um, you know, solo queue. You go, GG, go next. That's it. That's literally what you do. Like, everything after this was a straight-up loss. I, like, there was no way Fnatic was going to come back from that. This was your this bronze game. Yeah, if this is what I swear to God, if any jungler I play with does some shit like Razor just did, I'm reporting you to the FBI. I'm you're leaving my game. I'm not playing with that. That is trolling. So, so most people are probably gonna go, why is it that you don't fight Draven this early on? Draven is essentially Darius for ADCs early on. You you feed him enough kills early on, the game's over. Razork already is safe. I I really don't get the idea to essentially fight this already knowing he's out of the clear like you don't need to fight this anymore you're you're essentially they can't you're not gonna truly like what invade you in that moment so yeah i i know, I know people blamed reckless and rux for this no this was all razork and this really really horrible decision making that's essentially what this is and if you play this bad you should uh definitely be reported to the fbi for that and hot sama definitely stepping up looking pretty good uh, the whole G2 team looks good right now. I hope they keep up this level of form going into the bracket stage. I hope they That's don't make playoffs. If that happened, I, I would have a heart attack. Don't tell me that. Oh, Lord. But, yeah, this game is essentially over. Even um, Kajro highlighted on the broadcast desk that they all went silent. They were like, oh, God, we all just straight up lost. My <laughs> humanoid, and, humanoid and wonder went, damn, my bot lane just straight up griefed. My whole bot lane just, just turbo sprinted it, right? Like, you're going to have games like this where the team that gets that big of an early game advantage, you'll have moments like this where they're like, yeah, they're like, they got a pick. It doesn't matter. It straight up doesn't matter if they got a pick. It literally doesn't mean jack shit. It literally means nothing at this point. If they got a pick, means literally nothing. This looked so disgusting from, uh, you know... <laughs> Vitality. Thank people. You guys actually liked my comment. Thank, thank, thank you, thank you. Mm. This was actually a huge stomp, and that's kind of what you get when you replace upset with reckless. But there's nothing reckless can do in this game, guys. There's, uh, I'm, I'm not the big biggest defender of this guy. I'm not the biggest fan of him. But my thing here is there's literally nothing you can do in that position when you get Draven those three kills. And if your jungler is taking like really aggressive fights like that and He's making bad decisions like that. I mean, there's really nothing you can do. I'm sorry. You know, they deserve to lose. If you're playing that bad, you deserve to lose. All right. So with, so who do you think after 
week one, who do you see is making playoffs? Okay. Or you mean the top eight teams, right? Yeah. Who he, who, who you see are your top eight? G two, Vitality, Koi, Mad. Those are the five. Those are the four I'm banking on. Those are the four I will throw in. I don't think Astralis is making it in. I don't. Okay, who would you? Who do you think would make it in over Heretics and SK? Like, I think I I don't know. It's one of these things where I I think Fnatic will end up making top eight. I think XL will make top eight. So right there, that's all. That's six. And then if I'm taking a coin toss with some of these teams, I would probably put BDS and Heretics. I'm, I'm still not the hugest SK gaming uh, person where I think they're going to make it. I think Astralis and SK gaming are not going to be in the top eight. I could agree with that. Um, I could see maybe Summer, but for now, I'm looking to know. I, I, I could see a tiebreaker situation happening between uh, Heretics and SK gaming to get into the last spot for top eight, but Astralis for sure I don't see. That they they look like they were just running it the whole week, but that's just it. Uh, what did you think about the whole? Did you like those Ender skits that the LEC broadcasts were doing? I don't. Wait, no, he uh, looks like fucking the Scarecrow. Like he's so skinny and uh, he's trying to identify as a weirdo. That's what I thought. <laughs> oh my lord! I mean, I get what the LEC broadcast is doing. They want to have some fun, do do some skits. As you guys already know, I'm not the hugest guy. Uh, on skits, I don't really like skits too much. I think skits are pretty cringe, but you know, that's just me overall. Uh, the broadcast just look really old to me, though. <laughs> uh, like they were getting some new blood in there. They were they, they were doing some stuff. I'm just not the I'm just not a skit guy. I I I think skits are just pretty 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 cringe actually. Uh, for for me, all also. Uh, as big takeaways from this uh, week one for the LEC 2023 winter split, uh, Vitality definitely improved and looked really good compared to, you know, last year. And it's good that they looked like this because, like, Bo and Photon, I think, massively stepped up. I think Perks had better games as the split went by. Remember, guys, it's not really about how you start the splits, but how you end it. And I think it, it might be a rematch. Uh, about okay, not 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 a rematch. I don't want to say right there. Sorry, sorry, sorry. What I mean is, looking at all the the teams so far, it looks like Mad Lions are going to be that team where they're going to struggle against top three teams, but do well against teams that that they should arguably just ran down and destroy. So they're the new misfits. Who? But they won't bank on throws because they remember misfits' whole thing was that they were actually banking on teams throwing for them to win, right? Mad Lions won't be banking on you to throw a game. I, I think that they'll just – if they have a plan to win, they're going to hopefully execute it as best they can. But I think against top two teams, like we saw when they faced Vitality, they just got completely ran down. That that wasn't even close, right? And I, I, I do want to say Evie and Photon stepping up great this week. Uh, Bo looked great. Uh, Fnatic definitely looked like they have some pretty big issues there. Like it, it looks like they're going through a pretty – wide team identity crisis like but people have factored in it, it is just week one but i don't, I don't want to harp on too much about knocking them down but that koi game was i won't say it wasn't convincing it was more um koi really 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 fumbled the bag with their draft there i don't think fanatics comp was bad i just think that the, the advantage that koi had and that they could have leveraged was not very 
uh, good. And that's 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 the problem you're gonna have when you implement uh, a brand new top laner coming up into your roster. You know, Excel were probably my biggest disappointment for me, based off how I thought they were actually going to look like coming to this week one was definitely Excel. Excel would be like the team that I was massively disappointed on. I, I think like. With the players on the roster, they definitely could have played a whole lot better, a whole lot cleaner. Like, you look at these players on the roster and you go, okay, why is this really not happening here? Like, a lot of the games looked unconvincing. They looked like they were just lost around the map. And I just didn't think that would actually be, you know, something that would happen with these power players. Like, 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 like Fnatic going in, we're, we're, we're thinking like, okay – they're going to play badly because they got rid of their best players in Hillisang and Upset. You're like, okay, they're going to definitely play pretty bad. And they showed it. They played pretty bad for the most part, right? But Excel was like, okay, this shouldn't look like this. Th- this looks like they're just – what's going on here? But as you said before, Vethia said they were playing badly. They admit they played badly. So you need to definitely tighten all this up, I think, actually. I think the biggest takeaway and surprise for me is I think – Teams should not expect an easy win from BDS because they could easily sneak a win there, sneak a win there, and then all of a sudden they're like they're the they're in the fifth, sixth spot. So I think teams need to really, if they don't buckle down, BDS could just end up being a better Mad Lions. Honestly, that's my take. Yeah. That's the thing is, you know, for Mad Lions, El Yoya has to play through Niski. I don't think El Yoya is going to attempt to play through bot lane as much. He's going to be focused on bot, oh, sorry, mid and top, actually. Ho- hopefully, El Yoya can keep up his good jungling play. I know he doesn't really want to be on Mad Lions. He can, through all the reports, we know he doesn't really want to be here in Mad Lions, but hopefully, he can still keep up his good jungle play and maybe potentially. If the split goes really bad for Mad Lions as we get more and more weeks in, because we're going to be going into BO3s very, very soon. I, and that's the thing about the week one performances of some of these teams is I want to see how these teams perform in BO3s. Because after this single round robin of BO1s, we go into BO3s. And that's where you really, really, really want to get into because BO3s are definitely much more different compared to BO1s. But we're going to wrap up the show today, guys. Uh, I think me and Chaz will be doing a show tomorrow talking about some of the LCK bo3 sorry there wasn't um a show yesterday uh but moving forward for every monday there will be a cloud nine podcast on monday with me and Chaz around 7 8 p.m pst my time talking about the lcs actually because the lcs is going to be beginning this thursday actually so coming into uh after this week you know two cloud nine podcasts weekly monday and tuesday monday lcs tuesday lec and we can talk about, you know, the inter- inter- interchanges of that with both episodes. But, yeah, you know, anything else you want to say, man, before we uh, head out? Uh, LCS is shit. Don't tell me that. Gunner, uh, yeah, the Night- Nightwing podcast is tonight. Night- Nightwing podcast is tonight at around oh. 8.30. Okay, I'll we'll be about- there for that. Fro- we're talking about Frost Garen leaving. Woo! Oh, God, please. I'd rather we're going to talk about The Last of Us. First two episodes that came on, I have to watch them before tonight. Actually. Oh, I gotta watch the second episode. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, I, I gotta watch them both. So we're gonna we're gonna have a banger Nightwing podcast tonight coming up. Thank you guys for all your support as always. Remember, guys, two Cloud Nine podcast episodes 
uh, after we're gonna have another episode that did this week as well with Chaz. I'll, I will have that. But moving forward, Monday and Tuesday, Cloud Nine podcast episodes because I can't really um give you guys any other pre-recorded content right now. I'm just way too busy. So this is the content that I have to you know give you right now, and and that that's good. You know, sometimes you know less is more. And I think you guys really, really enjoy these shows. I try to always share them out. I try to just, you know, show them on Twitter as well and, you know, leak them in Reddit as well. As much as I can share these shows, I can. But, yeah, that's it. Two Cloud Nine Podcast episodes a week, Monday and Tuesday, LCS, LEC. Then if we want to talk about LPL and LCK, we'll do it on those shows as well. Uh, thank you to Warren coming here. As always, you know, G2 win. Winning the split, baby. Right there. That's Kings right there. That's a King title right winning. there. If I, I, I'd be happy if they won. There's three chances to win this year for some teams. <coughs> Imagine uh, if, if a team won all three splits. That'd be crazy. That'd be the Who first. Won? That'd be the first ones with the new lineup. I, I, I don't know. I'm really. <clears throat> I think. Um, if you notice though, right, and this is the last thing. I, I, I the, a lot of the teams are banking on. Uh, Asian imports, and it's like they've, you know, LCS was, um, what's the word, uh, ridiculed, right, for getting imports, but yet, how, like, what I'm saying is, how come LCS, when we get imports, they do okay, but all the imports so far for LEC have done well, so infrastructure how they utilize the players that's all it really really boils down to because you know i i know you we talked about this before too it's not really the like can you believe like all these really good hyped up import players just playing bad i can't i think one of one of the biggest issues is just the infrastructure around how how to like implement the imports into your roster about you know how to fix that culture shock that some of them go through when leaving their country you know jacks talked about that on i think it was a crackdown podcast when i will dominate had that with thorin there's a culture shock with some of these korean players where like when they come over you know it's really hard for them sometimes to adjust to the culture and i think it's all up to how the org tries to tries to get the player to acclimate into the culture of the org and to like the new country they're in you know i don't think all these import players are as bad as everyone makes out to be because like hansama left team liquid looked arguably bad on team liquid to looking like one of the best adcs in eu right now on g2 like i think it's all based in a culture fit you know i think if lcs orgs can figure out how to better acclimate the imports into the roster i think that would actually work for them better well i'm not watching that dog shit so well yeah that's the thing you won't be watching that anymore so it doesn't really matter (laughs) (laughs) all right guys see you next week okay there will be another episode this week. But if you guys are just watching just for the LEC, I'll see you next week. But, yeah, I'll have one more episode for the Cloud Night Podcast coming out uh, this week. And I'll see you guys in that episode. See you guys later. Peace.